Welcome to the Men of Iron podcast, changing a culture one man at a time. At Men of Iron, we equip men and grow godly leaders through creating and sustaining one-to-one and micro-group mentorships. Go to menofiron.org for more info. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the podcast. It's Steve live from the Men of Iron headquarters in Mannheim, PA. We are excited for an amazing show today. We got the boys, brothers of Merit in the house today from Carroll County, Maryland. Episode 35 is brought to you by Black Bear Leather, handcrafted leather wallets, belts, and tote bags made in Lancaster, PA, crafted from USA-made vegetable tan leather. Go to blackbearleather.com for more info. I would love to introduce Brothers of Merit, Brandon Collier and Taylor Dooley. Brothers of Merit is a podcast with the mission to inspire men towards brotherhood through Christ. Boys, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having What's us. Up? Thank you. What's going on? Not too much, man. Not too much. Just hanging out with you guys all day. It's been awesome. Yeah, so. it's been a great day so far. Yeah. Yeah, we got Justin and I got to be on the Brothers of Merit podcast this morning. So, oh, yeah. this is cool. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Check Justin. it out. Go oh, find. Yeah. yeah. Go find Brothers of Merit podcast. And we'll, we'll get to this, of course, but go find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere, right? Yes, Wherever sir. you get your podcast or, needs. They are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let the Men of Iron listeners know more about Brothers of Merit. Okay. Yeah, so uh, Brothers of Merit, we are a podcast, and our main you know, purpose is to help or you know, let men seek brotherhood through Christ. And we found a gap that was basically in between you know, men and God, and we wanted to you know, encourage others to seek that out with each other, yeah. grow those relationships together so that you can challenge each other, hold each other accountable, and continue to build you know, relationships and friendships and brotherhoods, but with God and as well with the brothers that you've met. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Awesome. We're excited to have you guys. We're going to hit you with take five. This is just a little bit of an icebreaker, man. Five fun questions. So. <laughs> you ready for take five? Let's do it. All right, so since we got we got two guests today, you guys can just jump in however you feel. All right, sounds good. Lead. All right, take five, question number one. Funniest story you have about one another? Okay. So this is the time, man. Get some dirt out there on, Funniest on the time. podcast waves. I like that. That's okay. good. So I'm going to go with go ahead. one story I have. We were actually recording a video for our podcast about a month ago. And we do our podcast no in my basement because no we're idea. just like, to you know, Carroll County dudes, that's what we always say. So we were recording a video in our basement because we had signed drumsticks from Matt Griner. He's the drummer from August Burns Red. We had him on our show, one of my favorite interviews so by far. Yeah. And he gave us a signed pair of sticks to give away to our listeners. So we were trying to record a video, and Taylor's our social media guy because I'm not good at that. So he was recording a video for our story to you know promote these <laughs> sticks. So how we had it you know, listed is what we thought was going to happen, but we kept running into technical issues. So we actually ended up recording this video like Stupid. 19 times. <laughs> Just and like supposed to be like initial reaction video. <laughs> yeah. So it was supposed to be him surprising me like, Hey, check out these drumsticks. He'd oh, throw them so to me funny. and I'd grab them. I'd be like, 
Oh, you know, I'd freak out because, you know, they're supposed to be like for me, but then he would drop the line like, no, nope, Matt gave them to us for the listeners. <laughs> well, every time we did it, it wasn't working properly. So, and it involved him coming from my outside through my sliding door into my basement. <laughs> he literally, my door just sounded like a nonstop, like back and forth. It was like coming open, going shut, going open, going shut. Uh, and it was just, it was pretty funny to me because I was on the receiving end of it. I'm just at my computer. We're doing uh, a podcast recording that night and in comes Taylor <laughs> in and out, in and out. We're trying on his phone, my phone. Finally, we got it. But this doesn't yeah. speak too well to me being the social media guy. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess it doesn't. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, well. Just a side note, but Brandon has a man crush on Griner, doesn't he? He big, big time. I had, yeah, no, I had to like pull the fangirl back real hard when we started. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Matt, if you're listening to this, don't listen to them. However, if you want to get coffee one day, just uh, holler at us because you know where to find us. So. Well, he's a Manheim boy, so now's your time, yeah, man. I'm telling you. I'm now's to, your time. Get his number we're somehow. We're going to find his address. No, because then I'll be stalking him. That's super fangirl, and I'm not doing that yeah. so. uh, if no yeah. more episodes come back it's because we're in jail because brandon oh, yeah. got arrested yeah, for stalking gotta... <laughs> i'm gonna drive around the next 30 minutes in his house no i'm just kidding that's funny i didn't say that out loud <laughs> well taylor you got any good stories about brandon here? um i mean i probably have a bunch i probably should have something like canned for this like i should have an answer i'm gonna probably go with like we were just talking about earlier off the air like how brandon um, hasn't watched sports since like 2004 and so we were 2005 <laughs> we were um we were one night we were like all hanging out with our group and we were just talking about like the current nba playoffs like you know Kawhi and steph mm-hmm. and stuff like that and brandon's like so what team is kevin garnett on now <laughs> uh nope not not playing anymore like is he still on the t wolves <laughs> like you know like it's just i don't know so it's just just overall it's pretty funny to have his his awesome. sports knowledge be from when I was in middle school. So should I take off this sports question for? Absolutely for not. Time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the best part. No, yeah, bring it on. All right, just kidding. But take five, question number two. What's the best book you've read this year? Ooh, good question. Best book I've read this year. So I would say that just because it's currently in our lives, we I would say Louis Giglio's book, uh, Goliath Must Fall. We're reading that as our group and our brotherhood of our men back home, as you guys have, uh, well, you will hear about between Brothers of Man and what we exist for. But we have a group of men that are is considered our group in our group, close group of friends. friends and uh, we decided to read Goliath Must, Goliath Must Fall. And we're reading it now, and I'm you know really starting to get into it obviously and i think it's going to be a good one you know it's just basically trying to battle goliath and he must fall in our lives so uh yeah no, jesus awesome. it's cool it really it goes to the story of dave and goliath it's really good can't awesome. recommend it more it's awesome good. cool all right take five question number three for either of you guys what is one thing on your bucket list <sighs> bucket list that's a good one i don't know i don't know i so i um I run. I don't run well. I I don't say I'm a runner because I think that's an insult to runners. Um, <laughs> but I uh, I try to get out there and run. And I uh, I just did a marathon about a month ago. Wow. And I was telling my like my wife asked me like so what's next? And uh, I was like I think I think at some point in my life, no time soon, but I think at some point in my life I want to try to qualify for Boston. Wow. So I think that would be a bucket list. Awesome, awesome. Hmm. My bucket list. I guess I would say. Probably traveling the globe with my wife. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a further bucket list, obviously, because of our kids that are about to be five and three, so it's way ahead of us. But I think that's on my bucket list is just to go around the world, see places we haven't seen, you know, Italy, uh, Poland, because she's Polish, to go there and just 
explore. Her parents have done a lot of it. They've worked their butts off and they have seen many places in this world that we would love to see. And I can't wait for that. So that's awesome. that's what I'd like that's to do. That's a good one. That's awesome. You got to raise your kids first though, apparently. I know. <laughs> Golly. Well, they could stay back, right? Kids get in the way, yeah. yeah. Well, he's almost five, so that means he can watch he can his with three-year-old, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. He can hold the fort down. <laughs> I think that's legal. Yeah. All right, take five. Question number four. What is one of your favorite childhood memories? Oh, man, that's a good one. Um, when I was, I don't know if this is really a childhood memory. God, I think I was in high school, but, um, my family, we road tripped out from Maryland and we went to, um, like we did the whole road trip out to the Grand Canyon and stayed out there in Arizona. So like awesome. getting to see that and stuff was pretty dope. That's cool. Hmm. You got for us? Favorite childhood memory. So I want to, I'm going to sit with a funniest childhood memory. <clears throat> I think, uh, there's one time in my backyard and my brother and I were doing things that we shouldn't have done. He was like, it was before my mom died. So I was like five and six and he was probably like nine. And we found a BB gun in the closet and we were being typical boys. So we decided to go into the backyard. Mom was out front in the front yard gardening. My brother and I were in the back. We stole this BB gun, we went out and there was a t spare tire behind our shed. And my brother thought it'd be a good idea to shoot the tire with the BB gun. So my brother shot the tire, and of course the BB hit the tire, bounced right back in, and plucked him right in the nipple. So he starts crying. So then I immediately thought, hey, well, that's a great idea. Let me try. So then I went to recock it, and I slipped my finger open trying to do it. Wow. So I, I started bleeding everywhere, and I cried, ran out front to get my mom. And then she obviously found out. So she came back to me with like a half oh, slight man. open thumb, and my brother rolling on the floor laughing because so just shot himself in the nipple with a BB. So um, I think that was probably one of my funniest favorite memories. One, because it involved my mother because she yeah. died you yeah. know a year or two later and two obviously involved my brother so it was, yeah, it was that's good. good stuff that's all awesome. right final question for take five what is as podcasters what is your go-to podcast these days uh brothers merit brothers of merit <laughs> shameless quick plug, quick plug. <laughs> that's weird um i mean for me um i mean this is not just because i'm sitting at, like i listen to you guys um appreciate that mm -hmm. yeah um i listen to you guys i listen to i just started listening to jeff and Alyssa bethke's mm -hmm. yeah. um, me and my wife both listen to that and then we that's talk good. about it and then as far like that's like you know the good stuff and then i also listen to uh pardon my take by barstool sports is another nice. one of my favorites. <laughs> He loves that one, too. Yeah, he yeah. does. <laughs> talk a lot about Kevin Garnett on there. Yeah, they talk yeah, a they lot. Talk. <laughs> Warren Moon. Oh, man. They did. Warren Moon's a hot topic these days in the sports world, yeah. yeah. <laughs> talking about, yeah, Jerry Rice. He's on the 49ers yeah, still, he still plays, right? yeah. yeah Isn't that how it went? Yeah, he's pretty good. So... Fun fact, I'm just, I'm going to be completely honest because even Taylor knows this. I am actually not... A avid podcast listener okay um, every now and then i'll turn them on i'll scroll through itunes and i'll pick random ones but i really i just i don't know I, i've been a huge music fan obviously you know i talked about august burns reddit already but i just i listen to music nonstop. that's kind of what has made my life go around and i will listen to him he'll come out and be like hey come check these guys out so i'll listen to the episodes on and off but i don't like subscribe to any necessarily i i more so just go to him pick one and it could be anything from if he sends me something from barstool sports it could be something if i get sent something from an iron yep. i listen to what he Cool. Believe it or not, yeah. what Taylor sends me is what I listen so to. So he's your supplier for podcasts. He really, yeah, he really supplier. is because I just, I, I'm just not an avid. I'm the mule. Um, it's not I'm big. The mule. Yeah. Not a bad thing. <laughs> he's <just>. the mule. <laughs> oh man, well we've I, we've kind of been ice breaking all day since you guys have been in town, but yeah, now that we got the icebreaker out of the way, I'd love to hear before we kind of dive into more about brothers of marriage sure. and brotherhood and and um, we just love to kind of hear both of your 
personal faith stories. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Taylor, you're going to lead it off. All right, I'll go first. Um, so I kind of like your cookie cutter traditional testimony. Like I grew up in a Christian home. Um, and uh, yeah, things were good. Like went to church all the time. I accepted Christ when I was five, I think. Um, it was more like fire insurance at that point. Like the preacher told a sermon about not going to hell and, you know, <laughs> I don't scared, scared, scared the hell right scared out of me. Scared straight. Exactly. So, um, but, uh, but yeah. And so then I grew up in the church, um, like I said, my whole life. And then um, my like come to Jesus moment um, is, it's like weird. It's not like there, I don't know. It's not like a youth retreat, like, you know, run down to the altar or anything like that. But um, so soccer has always been a huge part of my life. Um, sports, but soccer in particular. Um, and when I was in high school, it was kind of like my identity. Like it was everything that I found, I like, wrapped myself up in. And um, so there was one night that I was playing in an indoor soccer league. And that was what I, I did all the time. Like, just to like get out of the house almost like, just as a typical high school kid I didn't want to be home I want to be doing other stuff with my friends yeah. and soccer was the way to do that and um there was one night that I had a I mean it was like a stupid like rec indoor co-ed game like it wasn't even that big of a deal but I had a like a rough game like I think some one of the girls on our team got boarded so I like threw that guy into the wall and I got like red carded kicked out or whatever got in like a fight with one of my best friends and um I was driving home and I like I remember it like clear as day like it was like God like hit me upside the head with a brick and I like started sobbing mm-hmm. on the side of the road and it was like, man, what are you doing? Like, what are you playing for? Like, if those are your reactions to things, like, and more importantly, what are you living for? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was like, it was like, there it was like, yeah, like, I don't like, I want to do this thing for real. Like I believe right. this stuff. I want to like, let's do this for real. So I actually called my best friend, which is cool. Cause brotherhood's kind of always been a part of, mm-hmm. of my journey. And so we'll get into that, but <clears throat> But yeah, so that was like kind of my like, whatever. From that moment, I called my best friend. I was like, "Let's do this thing for real. Like, if we're gonna sign up for the, like, if we're gonna talk this talk, let's let's walk this walk. Yeah. Let's let's be serious about it." And um, so yeah, so we kind of like you know in high school, as you tried to, we would meet, we would have Bible studies and stuff like that from then on. And then I went to um, Bible college, um, and just my faith continued to grow there. Um, God walked through my life and. Um, yeah, that's kind of my testimony and everything like that. Awesome. Yeah, so my testimony, I was baptized Catholic when I was obviously like I don't know, eight months, if that, you know, the typical. Uh, I went to church on Sundays because of my mother, and she passed away to breast cancer when I was just turned seven. So I stopped going to church there because my, my father really didn't go. And I never went again until uh, about three years ago. So when I was, what, 25, and my wife, born in a Christian home, raised as a Christian, her parents are extremely active in the church, my wife is extremely active in her faith, and always has been, and I wasn't, I would always, you know, she'd ask me to go, I never would, I was confused in my life in regards to my faith, who was my higher power, like, what did I believe in, I just, I never gave it too much thought, because of the typical anger of, you took someone that I love so dear to me, like, why would you do that? So I got to a point in my life where... I knew I needed to be the spiritual leader of my household. You know, I had a wife. I had two kids at that point. Well, one kid at that point, second on the way. And I just, I needed to do something. I needed to change. My wife, my life wasn't going the way I wanted it to. Not in regards to success, but internally as a man, I just didn't feel complete. And 
I needed something to change. So I started, you know, went to work one day. The guys pulled me aside, sat me down and said, you are not yourself. Something's wrong and something needs to change. Like whatever's going on in your life, you're bringing to work. It's affecting us, you know, change it. Luckily, I had a guy named Jack Foster who was a huge reason why I started my walk and he never gave up. He started talking with me and said, hey, you know, you need to go to church. His brother is the pastor at Lighthouse Church in Maryland and in Anne Arundel County and he's on their worship team. He's been a Christian, you know, a very long time and he stuck with me. So I decided one Sunday, I said, you know, why not? Let's go. My wife always tried to get me to go, but I needed that, you know, masculine figure to say, hey, get your butt up and, you know, go talk to the Lord for a little bit. So I went and then, you know, a couple weeks later, it was like, hey, join this small group and let's see. So I joined Taylor and Amber's small group and Taylor has stuck with me since. Taylor then worked his way into my life and for almost three years now, he's been probably one of my best friends and disciples. Awesome. So here I am now, three years later on my walk and I'm forever a changed man. Yeah. I'm, I'm a better father, I'm a better husband, and I'm a better friend and I have a lot to owe to you know, a lot to owe to Jack and, and Taylor here. So it's awesome. That's really cool. It's cool to see, you know, the difference of both of your stories, one yeah. kind of growing up in the church, one not, but they're still just equally as powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, God's got a unique story for each of us. It's cool to see kind of that path we go on. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. Become the, the person and the man that he created us to be. So absolutely love it, man. We'd love to hear just more about brothers of merit. Um, kind of the beginnings, what you guys, kind of why, the the heart yeah. behind it, why you started it, and, and the mission behind it as well. Yeah, definitely. So from the beginnings, we started, what, it's almost June now, 2019. So we started roughly back in December of 18. So it's been about six, six and a half months, or six months now. Uh, we went to a men's retreat for our church in October to River Valley Ranch in Maryland. It's about 49, 50 men. And we were just for a weekend surrounded by godly men doing things together, just getting in the word, doing Bible studies, playing basketball and, you know, ultimate Frisbee till midnight. And after that weekend, you know, I went home to my wife and I just said, I need more of this. Like I need godly men surrounding my life to get to know intimately in regards to relationships and mentoring and things like that. So my next step was I turned to this guy and our group and I said, hey guys, I got an idea so I put a group together from our small group of all the men, and we just started meeting, you know, every week, every Tuesday night, and then which then turned into every Tuesday night, every other, and we started getting together and just saying the things that needed to be said, but not necessarily wanting to be heard, holding each other accountable, saying the tough things that men need to talk about but mm-hmm. don't, they shy away from because it affects their, you know, pride or yeah. you know their ego and things like that. But we need that. So here we are now, Brothers of Mary, and we're tr- trying to encourage men to do that same thing and to seek that through Christ. Have hi- have your brotherhood, your relationships be Christ-centered, yep. and that will forever then affect everything else in a positive way. You're being a husband, being a father, being a friend, being a co-worker, yep. you know, being a soldier, whatever you are, having Christ being the focal center point of that, it will completely change the, those avenues in ways you had never thought they could. So... We, I went one night and I just said, hey guys, like I see a gap after this weekend, uh, you know, the men's retreat. I saw a gap. I said, hey, we're, let's do this thing. Like there's, you can go and find things to be a better man, to be a better husband and all, but I can never find something to pinpoint. How do I be a better brother? Like how do I be a better, you know, friend? So I decided I went to the group one weekend. I was like, hey, uh, 
I think I'm going to start a podcast. And they were like, <laughs> yeah. you know, typical me, I talk all the time. They're like, yeah, yeah you know, well, okay, just good, good, <laughs> you know. And then like two weeks later, I texted the group and said, hey, guys, just letting you know I started a podcast. <laughs> and they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, uh, it's called Brothers of Merit. So I aired episode one, which is a background on myself. Because initially, I just did it with myself. The second one, and then the third episode, Taylor came on. And since then, Taylor's been with me. Interviewed him once, Never and he left. stayed. Stuff. I can't. I, told you, I told you earlier, I just can't figure out how to fire him. He just <laughs> keeps coming back. But, it's too uh, late for that. Yeah. Um, and here we are, getting ready to release episode 22, you know, six months later. Awesome. And it's, we feel yeah. it's really it's affecting cool. the men that are listening to it. We have men giving us such positive feedback. So People awesome. from our church in person giving us positive feedback just... We can't, you know, one, thank everyone enough for listening, but we just try to get the best people we can to offer the best advice on brotherhood and to do that, you know, through Christ. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's kind of downplaying that a little bit. He was like, he came to us like a month later. He was like, hey, do you guys know any podcasts? Like, I want to, like, I really want to, like, he's, I always say he's one of the most intentional people I've ever met. So he, like, grabbed onto this idea of, like, we need to be surrounded by other guys and stuff like that. And, um, and he was like, so do you guys have any, podcast or anything that i can listen to or you know to get more info we're like ah, eh, you know like there's some stuff like you know whatever and, and actually since starting it we found a lot more but yep. um and he was like okay well i think i'm gonna start one <laughs> <laughs> like he's like well there isn't like there's there's a gap i'm gonna go fill that Heck gap yeah. and uh so yeah it's it's been awesome and god's really taken it off taken off and and done way more than we ever could have thought so far so That's we're just awesome. along for the ride awesome yep. Brandon, you talked about that men's retreat and that uh, just that you had men around you, godly men around you, and just that idea of brotherhood and camaraderie and something that you were like, man, I, I need this in my life. Why do you think, I mean, not every man out there, especially even, you know, Christian men aren't seeking it out like you did. Why do you think men are afraid to seek that out? Um, so I think men are afraid to seek that brotherhood aspect out, and especially, I think, in a godly standpoint because they're afraid to display their weaknesses mm-hmm. and like i said a couple minutes ago about the pride and the ego thing that's what i think a lot of it comes down to nobody wants to no man wants to sit there and say hey i'm bad at this yeah. we're all men and, and for the most part men are alpha males that's what we are so they want to sit there and say in front of a group of men hey you know i'm good at being at doing this hey yeah. i'm great at being a father like i i don't have much wrong with me because they don't want to share and and display their vulnerabilities or their weaknesses yeah. and i think people shy away from that but in in reality you need to do the complete opposite and we talked about in in our episode that we just interviewed with you guys is the fact that you're actually you're stronger when you can mm. give you know display and talk about those weaknesses. Right. That's yeah. when your strength really comes out, yep. and that's my view on it. And that's why I think I needed to surround myself with godly men because that men's retreat was exactly that. We were able to sit down with men that I knew for a fact had a Christ-centered life. In my field, I, I can't always talk to in the fire department. I'm a firefighter. I can't always talk to men about a Christ. You know, my walk. I can't talk to them about how they view God because that's just it's a tougher community, and not all men believe. So when I can, by choice, surround myself with men that are trying to mirror God and to look like Jesus every day, if you can do that, yeah. then you know for a fact that I could sit down, and that's why I did that men's retreat. Hey guys. I'm really struggling with my temper. Like, I just, I can't do it anymore. Like, I need to change. I need help. Or, hey, guys, like, if you have an issue with whatever, this is my issue. Help me out. Or, hey, 
hold me accountable for doing this. If you see signs or ask me how I'm doing every week, that's what you need. Yeah. So I think men shy away from that because they just don't want to accept the fact that one, they're not right. And two, they're not the best at everything in this world, which is fine. That's why we have brothers like us that sit at this table to say, hey, it's okay. You may not be good at that, but that's fine. We can work on it together. Yep. So that's where the brothers uh, you know, of Mary, where brotherhood came into play. Yeah, and I think that <clears> – sorry, Steve. I think that um, one of the other things is I think like especially in America, um, we are like taught as men that we're supposed to do it on our own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah. we get like praised by – pulling ourselves up by our own boots our by our own bootstraps and like when you're able to like muscle something out and do it on your own yep. that gets like you know lauded as like this great achievement and so we i think it's almost i don't I, i'm not going to go as far as to say it's like an epidemic or anything like that right. but i think like that just kind of like fosters into like pride and like well yep. i don't need help i don't yep. you know and i think that a lot of churches kind of don't necessarily feed into that as much, which is kind of why we want to start what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I think it ultimately is a pride thing as men, like, you know, we always, you know, we often carry that responsibility of being the provider and the caretaker of our families and our wives. And I think, yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to come off as weak because we want to be that, that husband or that father, that provider that's taking care of their family. Right. But it's often that sense of pride that makes you be a bad husband or a bad father. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. You talked about the church um, mm-hmm. just there at the end of your conversation. There, how do you how do you see both of you guys? How do you see the church? How does the church do it? Cultivating these relationships, or building brotherhood, or doing men's ministry? How do you think the church does in that arena? Sure. So I think um, I think that a lot of times the church is like hearts in the right place, um, but I think it's just a really hard like ministry area to get right, and um, I think a lot of times. If you go to a church, you're going to see like a small group that's like just for men. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about as far as most churches get. I'm sure. I mean, you guys know this as men of iron. Yep. Um, or like if you're if they're doing a little more, they're doing like a breakfast every like quarter or something like that. Um, or if they're really killing it, they do like a ministry retreat. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Yeah. Um, but there's not like and we, again, we talked about it on our episode with you guys. Justin talked about it um, like that that intimate relationship that goes beyond those things um, just is, I don't know why it's hard to cultivate, but, um, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to start what we did. Um, I guess. So one of the things that I've seen like brotherhood modeled, like one of the best ways was one of my best friends. And I'll be quick with this one because it doesn't really answer your question, but (laughs) the side side note note. or where I live. Um, but um, so one of the like best like examples of like is doing it right. And it's I think it's I don't know, like Brandon talks about this a lot. Like I think it's almost important that like our group isn't through the church. Like it's just guys trying to be invested in each other's lives. Like it's not necessarily something that's coming from the corporate church. Yeah. And so, like I said, what I, the way that I've seen this model is, is my best friends when I was in high school, their dads had a group that they were like they were they were investing in each other's lives. They called it the covenant group. Um, they started it when they were about around our age, the early twenties and, uh, they were having kids and getting married and things like that. And they looked at each other and they were like, Hey, we're, you know, in this stage of life, we need help. Like, let's, let's get together and try to do this. They like drafted up a covenant. Like these are the things we're going to hold each other accountable for. We're going to be in each other's lives and we're going to sign it. And we're going to like, it's going to mean something. And, um, which is great, you know, cool, fine, wonderful. Um, and then everybody moves away as life happens or whatever. And they still like would get together every year and they go on vacation together. And again, it's like 
cool. Like they're a group of friends. Yeah. Like I've seen a movie, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like the same thing. Yeah. But um, the reason why that's like so impactful is because I, I walked into that like 25 years down the road or whatever. Like when I had my best friends when they were in high school is when I met them. And when like life happened, that group showed up mm. and you could like see like the fruit of that, yep. that brotherhood happen. Um, when one of my art, like my best friends in that group, their dad passed away unexpectedly because of a stroke. And so at his funeral, um, they like the way they did the funeral was like, um, Doug, the firefighter, he was a firefighter as well. And so like the fire chief came up and talked about him, Doug, the leader in the church and other elders talked about it. And then they, it was Doug, the friend and like the cove group all mm. came in, they flew in from everywhere and they wow. got up there and like six men strong, like, you know, and they're the first thing they said was, we feel like we lost a brother to like, and it was just like super powerful. Like, um, and like now they are going to take on like helping his family now so that, cool. you know what I mean? And yeah. then, and then a couple of years later, his daughter got married. And so for her, like first dance with her, with her dad, she danced to, I can only imagine. And she danced like in segments with her three brothers. And then she danced with his best friend from mm. the Cove group. Wow. Um, which was a, such That's a, so like cool. a powerful picture of like, it's not just like some dude that your dad knew. Like it's this, the guy who's invested in your life too, because he's so invested in the brotherhood of your dad's life. Um, and you know, and, uh, and I think to, to wrap it back to the question, I think the church misses that part because we try to like formalize it mm -hmm. too much sometimes. Yep. And sometimes it's just about those authentic, like nitty gritty, vulnerable conversations of like just doing life with each other. And a lot of times guys don't want to sit in a circle yeah. and talk about it. They do that by doing stuff. And that happens out of the church and that's hard to like, it's hard to cultivate. It's hard to make happen. It just has to happen authentically. Yeah, I think honestly, outside of the church walls, is, I think that's where that authenticity comes from. I, I'm not putting anything like I'm not saying anything negative against the church, yeah. but it is like we talked about, and I think on a, your podcast that almost that like idea of just you're just a Sunday Christian, like you hmm. could put on that fake smile at church. It's the same thing with going to a men's breakfast or yep. You know what I mean, or a men's event at church, like you just put on that fake smile. But I think it's when you get outside, and I think it's a, I think it's a comfort thing too for men. They don't, maybe they might not feel yeah. like they can be themselves or be authentic inside those walls. Right. But I think you can find that real authenticity outside the church Big walls. Time. What would you, what advice would you guys give to the listener out there that's kind of struggling through that? Maybe doesn't have that mentor, or that or that man, or that group in his life that that he feels like he can do life with, and he feels like he's kind of in a corner by himself i would say uh to reach out you know and i'm not like plugging us but if you ever feel like you know if, if you're at a wall and you just can't find that avenue you know one if you don't attend church start going to a church mm. um, and if not reach out to any of us not just brothers of mayor but men of iron reach out to anyone that could one assist you in the right direction and help find someone that maybe could help you and, and will actually listen like that's one of the things that we harp on a lot is that's why we keep these numbers small like we're not a huge group of 20 people it's because we want to keep that intimate you know value of the relationship to each other so if someone is is seeking it you know you can definitely do it go to your church and get uncomfortable you know what i mean yeah. what i do mean by getting uncomfortable is if you're not one to act, like speak out a lot there's somebody there that would love to mentor you yeah. there's somebody in this world that is looking for somebody to mentor has the skills and the knowledge to do so yeah. If, if that's not your thing of reaching out and speaking to people, make yourself uncomfortable. Be vulnerable and approach that person that you may be seeking and thinking in your head, I would love to look like him every day. Well, then make it happen. Yep. Go approach that man in that church and say, hi, 
I'm Brandon, and I just want to let you know that you know I, I've seen you around church. I'd like to get you know some more. How would you like to go grab a coffee? Yeah, you know, let's go sit down, and you never, you'll never know what will happen unless you do it. And in soccer, they'd always say you'd miss a hundred percent of the goals. You you never shoot. Yep. If you don't take a shot, you'll never know if you're going to score. So. Yep. Be vulnerable, and and you guys have heard me say, and Taylor say, vulnerable and accountability and and uncomfortable multiple times now, because that's true. We yeah. we don't just say it because it means nothing. We say it because you have to do that in order yeah. to achieve greatness, in order to achieve the next step. Everyone gets good at something by being uncomfortable and bad first, getting good at it, and then yep. taking that next next step to greatness. Yeah. And what I mean by greatness is not just like you know being a good soccer player. I mean greatness by being a good man, having yeah. a good christ-centered soul with inside of you and, and your output is just looking like jesus every day yeah and i think to like piggyback on that advice i think that um it doesn't get easier to get uncomfortable like it's always uncomfortable yep. Yep. you know what i mean like once you've had an awkward conversation and it's an uncomfortable conversation like that same exact conversation a week later is still uncomfortable yeah but you like come out on the other like it's a little bit easier because the last one, you know, it went really, well. you know what I mean? Like, you know, that last conversation ultimately was worth it and it went well. And so, but you still, I mean, you have to get over that uncomfortability every single time. Um, so I would just say like, I was like ball up and just do it. And if you need more, like seriously, if you need more, you know, motivation or, you know, just information, like reach out to any of us and, yeah. and and we will gladly talk more in detail about your unique situation. We've had many men, believe it or not, come to us about yeah. topics that you wouldn't even believe, like gay marriage. Like yeah. people are seeking us out for this advice and one, it humbles Taylor and I, but two, you know, we're here to help. Like yeah. that's the point of this. It doesn't matter if you're in Utah. It doesn't matter if you're in California or if you're in New York State or Maine, wherever you're at or in Australia. We have Australia listeners like yeah. If you have questions, reach out. We're not all perfect, but we're all in this fight together. And that is yep. to, to conquer each day one at a time and to look like Jesus as we do it. Yep. That's that's yep. what it comes down to. I love it. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's you guys made it as simple as possible. And I think we we try to overcomplicate it as men. It's just you yep. gotta put that want into action. Absolutely. Like you said, if you see, you know, you see a buddy down the street or at, at your job that's doing what he's supposed to do he's he's leading his wife well he's leading his kids well and you desire and want that go do it yep yeah. go talk to him tell <laughs> him to. ask him how he does it and ask him to mentor you yeah, i love that yeah so what's the uh what's the future for brothers of merits Ooh, what a question that is a good question you guys got another 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say an hour but okay it'd be nice um taylor and i have talked about that many times and we are not sure like a, like we talked about we feel like the best setting for this is outside of a church, but we also do know that a church is the reason why I you know, wake up every day. That's God's place for me to go talk with Him, yep. and God is the reason why I wake up every day. So um, what I mean by that is, is we're not sure if we want to materialize and make groups and have men really like work on and seek out what we're trying to do and what yep. we do do. Um, or if we're going to go the ministry route, like we, we're not really sure, honestly, we just know that right now yep. we have a podcast out that, you know, Sunday nights, Monday mornings, every week it comes out. We're interviewing guys that have amazing stories and amazing, amazing things to tell. Yep. Um, and for now we're trying to pray on it and figure out and put our heads together on what the future does hold for us. And that, that's, awesome. that is a good question. And we weren't lying. Like we're, we are still trying to hash that out every that's day. Amazing, like, yeah. What yeah. what should we do? Yeah. You know what what is our calling? We, what does God want us to do with this? Yeah, yeah. 
we'd love to help you guys in any way. I mean, we're by no means a big organization, but we've been there in those small, yeah. you know, one church infancy days. So yeah, if we can learn a lot from each other for sure. hundred percent, man. Yeah. 100%. And you guys have done it right so far. Yeah, so we could definitely that. use yeah. that advice. We may not be big, but you're a lot bigger than two guys in a basement. hundred percent true. hundred percent. Well, we love what you guys are doing. It's cool how we got connected just through yeah, social man. media, just kind of a, uh, I wouldn't call it a chance encounter, probably a God encounter. For sure, absolutely. Um, but yeah, they, these guys were in, are in town for the day, hanging out with Men of Iron. We got to be on their podcast this yeah. morning. Yep. And uh, now they're on our podcast. So go find Brothers of Merit on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. All Where else can stuff. they find you? Every our website, our brothersmerit.com. Awesome. Oh yeah, and all the the social media platforms. Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook is a closed group, which we think is pretty cool. We got about 130 plus men right now. Yep. And it's just a closed group to talk about whatever. When awesome. guys have advice or they're seeking advice, they throw it out there and then everyone chips yeah. in and tells about their experiences and knowledge on the on the awesome. t- topic and the That's subject. Cool. And so you can seek that out. All of that's through the website and you can get all the links and all. Awesome. Very cool. Well, uh, it's been an honor to have you guys on. Uh, it's been an honor to have you in town. Right after this, he's going to see Matt, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah Abs- he's going to yeah. go. Hey, Matt, are you listening? Oh. Hang out in his back. <laughs> he, was, he was snapping him during this. Uh, during if I Google Matt Griner, maybe I'll get his address, right? Yeah, Is that yeah. how that works? I think so. Oh, man. If he no, it's an to honor us. for us to be here, so we definitely appreciate uh, it. Yeah, seriously. Awesome. awesome. Well, for Thank more you info, you can go to brothersofmerit.com. Like I said, check out the podcast. These guys have had, what, 20 episodes in? Yeah, about to be 22. Yeah. Yep. yep. Awesome. <clears throat> Phenomenal guest, Luke Rogers. Matt Greiner. Um, what was the guy? Well, I keep forgetting Mark. What was his last name? Mark, Mark Clark. Clark. Mark yeah, Clark. Pastor that's a Village good Church. I'm in Canada. That's a real good. One. But seriously, guys, go, everybody listening out there, go check out Brothers of Merit. It was an honor to have you guys here. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. Right back at awesome. You. For more info on the Men of Iron podcast, go to menofiron.org podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Thank you again to Brothers of Merit and our sponsor, Black Bear Leather. Episode 35 is out. See you guys.